Thank you for joining us for another long-awaited episode of Dungeons & Dragons, the Coalition Campaign in Yalzar. It's me, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have our full party today and are having a little bit of a special session, so things should run a little bit long. So first, let's get to our players. We have our Artificer. Hey guys, it's Dylan playing Boomer. We have our Bard. Uh, that's me, Austin, playing L. Our Fighter. Hey, it's uh, Jeff playing Garen. Our Rogue. Hey, that's uh, me, Devin, playing Frog. And our Warlock. Hi, uh, that's me, Jesse, and I'm playing Valandis. Oh, and uh, one last thing before we get into session, actually. Uh, just kind of a... Well, yeah. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag is totally an ad. Hashtag please be the sponsor for this podcast slash campaign. Critical Wick. For all of your Dungeons & Dragons and candle-based needs at the same time, you can find Critical Wick at Facebook. Just search it, or they also have an Instagram. And, uh, Boomer, what was their Instagram? Uh, it's uh, CritWick at Instagram. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. They have two scents for their candles right now. I believe it's Dragon Blood and Feywilds. Uh, I have not personally got my hands on either of them, but I hear there's a sweet uh, dice-based surprise at the bottom of every candle. That's uh, that's Critwick on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, so, now that the advert's out of the way, by the way, that is totally an ad. Like, pay us. Don't actually. It's fine. The can <laughs> candles would be great, though. I like candles. You guys like candles? Yeah, yeah. Candles are great. I'm smelling one right now. Hey, Wild Beauty. Nice. Girlfriend likes candles. Wow. I just use Febreze. It's not delivery. It's the narrow. What? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, when we last left off our adventurers, we uh, had pretty much paused time right in front of the door, leading to a very important person of the Ella Rail. Um, and they had just signed, each player just signed a contract stating that they would not disclose anything that was discussed in this room, outside of this room. Uh, and everyone signed it, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the last signature completed, the sort of manservant-esque character standing before the door would uh, sort of grab the contracts, put them in a vest pocket, and then turn the handle on the on the on the door and, and sort of point you all inside. So uh, inside sits a unnecessarily wide uh, desk in a ultimately relatively lavish but not extravagant. Uh, office space. There is a, uh, an incense burning. It smells beautifully like sulfur. Um, and on the other side of a row of six chairs and the desk is a uh, relatively larger than human-sized uh, being. He has almost peach-like skin in color and fuzziness, but... Uh, a single horn that spirals out of the left side of his head uh, that is adorned at the very end with a inkwell. Um, you can see that this is used as, even though you all begin to walk into the room, uh, this creature is writing with ink and quill and occasionally dabs his uh, uh, quill in the inkwell upon his horn. Uh, he looks up, removes his spectacles from his brow, and with hot irons for eyes, looks at you all, and then that sort of relaxes and goes, Oh, yes, I am in fact expecting you peoples 
Please, find yourselves seated as well as you wish. Valen's going to grab a seat, but he's um, he's really uncomfortable with this entire situation. He's um, pretty familiar with contracts, dealings with this specific kind of creature. Um, Garen just kind of looks alert, but exhausted after the day they've had, and he just walks up and sits in a chair towards the front. Are they in rows, or is it just one long it's line? It's like one, one, one line. Alright, he would just plop straight in the center. Okay. L is taking his cue from Valen Deaths, and is also very uneasy about this situation. Probably easy. Okay. I assume everyone else just files in, as they will. Hey, um, whatever that white noise was, it just came back in a big way for me, Bash. Anyway, uh, so, after you guys are all seated, he's, uh, the, 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 obviously a devil of some sort, but the being before you, um, sort of rolls up the scroll of the papyrus that he was writing on and just sort of, like, flicks it into the air, and it sort of, like, burns to some other place. <coughs> and uh, he then stands up, and you can sort of see his full figure. He's a average-shaped humanoid. Like, there's nothing too obtuse about him. Uh, and he is dressed in relative finery. Um, his vest is a little powdery. Uh, he, he almost looks like he is, like, a tax man from like, the foggy streets of Britain back when the tax man had to walk the streets himself to collect. Uh, and he comes around the side of his table, and with his larger than probably any of your hands, but not, like, giant-sized, like, maybe just a little bit bigger, uh, goes and extends a hand to each of you at the same time. Uh, from underneath his one arm, a series of five, uh, four more arms extend out, and he attempts to shake everyone's hand at the same time. And he says, Worry not, my guests, there is nothing binding in this, simply a gesture of friendliness. Uh... <laughs> well, never knew a demon to be too friendly, but I'm a gentleman, so I'll shake on it. And then we'll put out his hand. Very, very hesitant. He's freaked out right now. Yeah, Garen, not wanting to offend their host, especially when he's not armed, uh, would also uh, shake the man's hand. All right. Valen's going to wince a little bit and shake his hand. Farug's going to follow his suit and just uh, prepare himself for the worst. Sure. After shaking everyone's hand, he sort of walks back behind his desk and takes a seat. He looks at uh, Boomer very intently in that sort of fire in his eyes that flared for just a moment when you walked in uh, lights up again just for a beat he says I'll remind you my friend I'm a devil a demon they are beasts but a mistake is understandable so I will not tell you my name names have power as I'm sure each of you know some of you more than others he sort of looks to uh, Valandess for a moment as he says so but, 
I can tell you that I am one of the lead requisition officers and dispute settlers of the Ella Rail as a company. I am here as a representative of the company to set at ease what is undeniably due to, the, to you mortals, for I understand that some unpleasantries have occurred to you on your last and, if not current, uh, ride along the Ella Rail. I believe you all were taken to one of the dead realms, is that right? Uh, Garen would nod and say that's correct. Very good, very good. Uh, hmm. Right, so, any sort of gestures behind him. Uh, the wall before, behind him was sort of like a nice like art piece, but... Uh, that wall sort of like slides down, revealing like a fake that it was a fake wall. And behind him is a series of doors. And he says, "There are there is not much in the way of haggling to be had here. However, I am to make sure that I am to gift you an acceptable compensation. Let me take a look here at what it is I've been permitted." It seems as though that most of you, if not all of you, are not exactly good at keeping tracks hidden. So, we have a present, as it were, sort of tailored to each of your lives. You may select that as your reward, should you desire. If that is the case, I would like you to line up to the leftmost door to your perspective. If you would like money, then you can stay seated, and I will give you your sum of one and one to half, excuse me, one and a half thousand gold coins. If you desire weaponry, the second most left door would be where I'd like you to queue. If you prefer armor, just again, the leftmost after that. If you like a little bit of fun for your gift or compensation, then the rightmost door. And should you want, well, something simple but very tangible, take the remaining door, second most from the right. Is that clear? Um, Garen wouldn't say anything. He would just actually be salivating as he, his eyes glanced between the different doors. <laughs> Hmm. Of uh, course, I can uh, tell you a little bit more about each of those things if you would desire. I do not mean to rob you, and I'm not a genie. I'm not here to take your words and your wishes and corrupt them. Valen's going to ask uh, for a little bit more info on the gift for you, the specialized um, what would that entail? Well, as I have said, um, our intellect, uh, well, our procurement team have found information about each of your lives, where you come from, what you do for a living, what you have done, and what you potentially might do after your little crusade around the world. And therefore, we have packaged special gifts that would either lighten the load of your future endeavors or give you something more hospitable to return to, should you survive your ordeal. Um, 
And, and what does the fun door entail? What's inside the fun door? Well, <laughs> inside there, there are three items. One of them is a deck of cards, and you will be allowed oh. to draw one of them. One of those is a, briz- is a brazier that you can keep and use to your heart's content. The brazier, when filled with charcoal and lit a flame, will summon to you essentially a imp for which you can command a simple task. Uh-huh, what's the third item? An item that must be used very carefully, but is of much power, in my opinion. Uh, I believe you mortals call them favor coins, generally minted by those of great renown and exchanged to hands of others of great renown. They simply, upon, well, they're a currency unlike any other. They look like a regular gold coin to most, but upon proper inspection, a favor coin is undeniable, and it will open doors that were never thought to be openable in the past and are known by anyone who is anyone. And a favor coin from the Ella Rail, my dear friend, is of great value. If anyone wants to make a knowledge check on what a favor coin is, they're absolutely allowed to. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So just a straight... Yeah, same. Is it history, or is it just a straight intelligence check? Um, let's go ahead and say history is applicable. Alright. How about... Yeah. Ooh. What's that with my history? Oh, plus five to history. Score 21. Uh, I have 21 too. And Valandes? Uh, 13. Okay, so to everyone except for uh, the, the bard, the artificer, what he said is a pretty apt description, really. Um, however, uh, to uh, to Boomer and um, L, you guys know that favor coins, like, he kind of nailed it perfectly. They open doors, sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively. Uh it, 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 I mean, I would even say that L has probably seen favor coins in the past. For example, you, you come from the Lake City of Del Verde, right? Yeah. Uh, or the Lake City of Verde on the Lake of whatever. Um, the, the Brothers Heart is a pretty big name in that part of the woods. And they are a pair of mayors that are twins. And they mayor two towns that trade exclusively with each other. Uh, and like a favor coin will let you trade with those towns and no, no merchant who has ever started to trade with them didn't do incredibly well for themselves. Like it's a, it's a favor. You basically hand the coin to somebody and they owe you a favor. And depending upon who you ask for that favor, I mean, it could be even such as, you know, if you owed, if you had a favor coin from the Dwarven King, this is sort of now going into um, uh, Boomer's awareness. Uh, it was once told that a, a adventurer had earned a favor from the king, and when he finally made good on the coin and returned it to the Dwarven King, that uh, the Dwarven King allowed him to go into his personal armory and grab a weapon, a shield, and a suit of armor, for which he then turned and used to single-handedly slay an adult dragon. 
uh, how many coins are in there? Is there one for each of us, or just one in general? There is a single favor coin. Uh, and this is an Ella, this is an Ella Rail coin. Yeah. So, so I can I can hand it back to the Ella Rail for right. You're gonna have big locomotive on your team. Well, and also you can exchange favor coins to other people who value them, like yeah. It's sort of like a, a, a second economy in terms of favor coins. Because if you were to give, like, the Brother's Heart a favor coin to the Yellow Rail, well, now they can call that favor in on them, and you've essentially earned a favor with the Brother's Heart. Yeah. Mm. All right. Fun door. Any, any of you other boys got any questions about any doors? <laughs> uh, can you tell us more about the armor, Garen? Pipes up. He nods. Of course. The armor and the weapons behind these doors are crafted uh, by brimstone metal. They are forged in this place that you currently are. And, well, to put it simply, no shield forged by brimstone metal fears fire, nor does any armor. In fact, I've even go so far as to say that flame licks off the blades forged by it. He'd whistle softly. Oh man, that's a choice. Uh, one one last question, I'll pipe up. Um, the practical door that seems to be a little dull compared to the rest of them. What makes it so special to stand with the rest of these? Well, the practicality door simply has something very well it has a simple gift in it and the and also a couple uh trinkets of the same type in there that are dedicated towards we're not a big fan of doing so mind you however there are free rides on the ella rail for your entire life friends and say, well, um, I guess I'll be the first one to line up. I don't think it's going to surprise anybody, but uh, I like a weapon. Okay. Uh, Boomer's going to go to the fun door. Okay. Ellen's also going to go to the fun door. Farag's going to request the personal item. Okay. Karen's going to stand up slowly and look uh, genuinely torn. And actually longingly at the armor door. But um, he'd actually end up lining behind Farong at the personalized door. Okay. So uh, we'll go ahead and just do the doors one at a time. So two people lined up at the weapon door, is that right? No, I think it's just me. Okay. So you walk through the door. And before you is a broad hallway that is essentially an armory. And standing before oh. you is a minor uh, devil of some sort. He seems to be uh, one of the staff of this place. Uh, and he sort of says, Yes, hello, sir. I am supposed to have you select any weapon that you see upon these walls. They are all forged, fresh, in the past month, 
by brimstone metal. Uh, what sort of weapon do you prefer? And you see a left and right, just any shape and size of weaponry. Oh. Um, I kind of rub the scruff on his face and think deep about what he really wants. And he'll say, um, I'm looking for um, a short sword. Oh, of, of course, sir. And he sort of hurriedly goes and grabs a short sword from the rack, places it in a black leather scabbard, or a sort of, um, oh, geez, what is it that, uh, what is that fancy, like, beetle uh, carapace that some people use for their scabbards? Anyway, it's it's, oh, a, it's a very yeah. fine carapace and jewel-encrusted scabbard. Um and he stows the blade inside uh, and laces it to a, um, a iron hide belt and hands it to you. Um, Balan will take the sword and then immediately pull it from his scabbard and kind of get a feel for it. Okay. It feels a little heavier just because of what it's made of, but every time you swing it, there is an echo of fire in its wake. That's that's awesome. Like sort of like the the shadow of a lightsaber sort of thing. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and he says, um, "I believe that is all for you, sir. You may leave now." Uh, I will say thank you and kind of walk out the door, flicking the sword back and forth. Yep. Just kind of making the trail himself, because why wouldn't you? Right. All right. Um, let's see. What the? Let's. Uh, was anyone at the armor door? No, sadly. And who was at the fun door? Me, no. No. Okay. You guys go inside, and there is a rather nice uh, black wood table. Um, and upon there is the three items that were described. A small pillow with on top of it rests a favor coin, or the favor coin. Next uh, is this sort of, um, maybe like the size of a, uh, the brazier is like the size that would fit in a large palm, like a large hand, almost. Um, and it has next to it a small satchel of coal. And uh, standing next to the table is a manservant sort of character, and in his hands is a deck of cards. Boomer's going to look at Ellen and be like, well, I think we're both here for the favor coin. I think you're actually wrong, my friend. Oh, what are you here for? The brazier? I know you like having people do stuff for you, get your back rubbed, go get your bottle of wine. I get you. As tempting as that is, I am a good gambling man today. He's going to approach the different parts. Oh, oh man. shit. Hope there's no Medusas in this one. Uh, wrong deck, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. It turned out fine. <laughs> well, there's a Medusa in this deck. She just goes by a different name. Do we know what this deck is? Dracon, just out of curiosity, can I see how many cards are in this deck of cards? Uh, 
would you like to count? Uh, sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a slight of... Uh, I guess um, a perception check would be fine. Or you may use... Do you have proficiency in card games? Yeah. You may use... Uh-huh. You may yes. use that is you may use that instead. Okay. Well, actually, I'll take my perception bonus. It's better. Um, is it twenty? Twenty. This is a full deck of cards. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So. The mechanic is that I can draw as many cards as I want to, right? No. You've been explicitly told you may only draw one card. Only draw one card. Unless otherwise compelled. Right. Uh, well, we can resolve um, the fake point if you want to, but he's just going to draw that card. All right, uh, Boomer, so you go and grab the favorite coin? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's heavy. It feels about the weight of ten coin in your hand. Uh, I will take it, and I will put it in my bag of holding, and then I'll wait for L. Alright, L, you draw a card. Yeah. Select a number between 0 and 4. 4. Okay. Um, well, uh, <laughs> you, um, Uh-oh. oh man, you have drawn the gem card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a portal appears under you. And a pillar of gems and jewelry appear at your feet. Uh, the entirety of the hoard that is around your ankle up to your shins is worth about 50,000 gold. Huh! Oh, yo, yo, boy. Oh, pretty good adventure. Everything is going to retire. You guys have to find. Uh, oh. L. Gapes in astonishment at the riches at his feet. You're lucky too, because the one that you, if you had picked zero, would have been real bad. Oh, no. Was it death? It was flames. Oh, no. <laughs> I was really hoping I would draw the one that lets you unwrite an event. So I could get these people their moms back. Oh, hey, that's why. That's why I got the coin. You being a good dude, wow. Appreciate you. Alright. So, you drew a coin, and then after you guys both receive... Uh, how, how do you intend to carry this amount of gold? I got a bag. Yeah, I got a bag Alright, I you, can put it in my bag, buddy. You, you oh, fill the bag, bag of holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Boomer actually has the bag of holding. <laughs> I made it myself. That's true. Um, and old. 
asks Boomer for a hand, please. Hey, buddy, you, you, you got it. Uh, there will be a fee for holding, though. Uh, as he pushes <laughs> the bank. <laughs> we'll just start the bank. It's fine. All right, yeah. All right, then we push all the gold in the bag. Uh-huh. All right, after you're done, the manservant says, I believe you all have been compensated if you would kindly leave. Heck yeah, we've been compensated, old boy, and he's going to try to give the manservant a high five. He gives you the sweetest, loudest return high five. Oh, man! <laughs> Finger guns, and then as I'm walking backwards out the door. All right. Uh, you see the devil briefly quirk a smile as you do so. I believe the last two people in the party selected personal trainers, is that right? Yes. Okay. You guys go inside the room. Before you is a sort of uh, small menagerie where there is a uh, a attendant to a sort of uh, large circular table. At Along the table there are uh, present boxes, each with your name on them. Each one with one of the party members' names on them, I should say. Uh, the attendant approaches you and says, Oh, I believe you two are uh, Farung and Gaharin. Is that right? Karen would nod. So would Farung. Excellent. I, I have your personal gifts here for you. Um, and he sort of uh, leads you over to, the, to each of your respective boxes. Garen would start opening his. Okay. You open your box and find a mason jar-sized jar of a thick, um, silvery oil. Uh, and the attendant says, uh, Sir, this is scale mail oil. Um, uh, about ten or so uses of it uh, for your size, I'd say. If you apply this oil to your scales, it will harden them for a time, uh, making your scales uh, that you were born with, well, stronger than some armors. Yeah, would kind of blink and look it over and then and smile. Say that does sound useful. Right. Dragonborn Viagra. <laughs> So yeah, you have ten charges. Um, it takes uh, two rounds to apply the oil to you, to yourself, um, and it just makes your base AC fourteen for uh, two hours. Nice. Okay. After after watching Gaharan uh, open his box, Frog's going to turn to his and open it. Inside, you will almost immediately recognize it, although you have not seen one of these personally. Um, it is a fletching kit from the capital city of the elves. And inside is enough um, supplies to make 200 ironwood arrows. Oh, hell yeah. Ironwood arrows can fly twice as far as a normal arrow without losing their impact. And uh, they can deal... Are they, they are magical and deal an additional 1d4 damage. So you can craft your own arrows during long rests to 
make those benefits. You could craft 200 awesome. arrows. Awesome. So, flies twice as far, does an additional 1d4 damage, and uh, I, can, I can craft 200 of them. And they are magical, so like anything that is resistant to non-magic weapons, even if you shoot it out of a non-magic bow, yeah, it, it is magical. So magical, okay. Um, one quick question about the scale mail oil. Sure. When you say base AC, does that mean my armor would count as AC on top of that? Yes. Okay. So, for 20 hours, I'm a beefy boy. Total. Yeah. <laughs> if I want... So two uh, hours at the yeah. Okay. So re regardless of whatever else you wear, your base AC is fourteen, which is yeah. six more. That is that is nice. I won't be afraid of fire genies wielding tridents next time. <laughs> All right. So after you two guys receive your gifts, uh, the attendant says, I believe you all are all expected back. I believe you're all expected back in the office. All right. Uh, Karen would uh, pile back out. I have Verung would follow suit. Uh, yep. Val is still dicking with the sword he got. Uh... Me and L are, are, are dancing. I'll dance with L. It's pretty great. We okay. just got a shit ton of stuff between the two of us. We're gonna rule the world. I was a little bit crazed. Garen would look between the two. Uh, Garen would look between the two of them and just kind of uh, laugh and say, I can see you two opening up a pub. Boomer and the Bard. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Alright, so you, you guys yeah. all come back to the office. Mm -hmm. um, the devil at the desk sort of stands back up and asks that you would all sit back down. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, he joins you in sitting and says, so I assume that you all feel that you're adequately compensated. Yes. Garen will nod and squish the sword again, just to see the trail. <laughs> Garen's kind of just rolling the jar over in his hands and nods, I would say so. Alright. Well then, if that's the case, uh, enjoy the suits that you are all wearing. Thank you for wearing those in my presence. I despise peasantry. Oh, uh, we can keep these? Oh, of course. Oh man, my mama's gonna be so proud of me. She's like, oh, look at you, oh boy, you got your best kid. It's gonna be great. Anyway, thank you for being so, well, acceptable. And I assure, I am assured by you all that you can keep the secret that you've been promised to keep. Is that correct? Yep. Karen nods a contract's a contract. Very good. Well then, I owe you no more of my time, and you all probably desire no more of it. So, in that case, Shaw! And with that, 
the lights go dark, uh, you guys sort of open your eyes back up and you're back in your cabin of the other rail. Uh, Boomer's just going to take a peek inside the old uh, bag of holding. You see a small, empty bag. Oh, no. Wait, what? I'm going to put my hand in there. Okay. Do I feel gold? Yeah, what do you want to grab out of the bag? Oh, I just want to make sure everything's still in there. Of course everything's still in there. But if you look into a bag of holding, you don't see anything. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. I thought it opened up like a portal and you could see like a large... Kind of like uh, the, the one from... Uh, what's that movie called? Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them. You look down, there's some stairs... A little house. No, that's yeah. it's not a pocket it. dimension. It's. I mean, it literally is a pocket. Dimension. I mean, shit. Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the way I always imagined bags of holding to function is that you reach into there and you know what you're gonna grab out of there, and you just when you pull your hand back up, you have that. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That so works. if you forget, you put something in the bag of holding, is it gone? No, it's still in there. You just until you can remember. That's why you no. take notes. Yeah. I mean, functionally gone is what I meant. Everything that's inside my bag, I have a list of. Yeah, and if you if you upend a bag, everything falls out. Or how to kill your party in a small room. Right. Or just put a portable hole. I was gonna say you put a portable hole in it. Uh, how much gold? That with an endless rope. Yep. L, how much gold is in there? Was it fifty thousand? Yeah. Fifty thousand. Cool. Yeah, I'm putting it down in the bag for under L's stuff. I also have other people's stuff in here. That's a lot of money. Um, yeah, it sounds like the party might be running out in style if we could convince an elf to part some of it. <laughs> Have you talked to him? Garen tucked him in when he was drunk. Listen. So, <laughs> it's his gold that I'm carrying. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you get a bar out of it. Nah. All I want is a, you know, maybe a diamond worth I don't know, maybe a thousand gold so I can start doing some cool stuff with some things. Whatever. Oh, what? Sneaky, sneaky wizard. Anything? Not much. Anyways, back to the part. Back to the game. Yeah. So what do you guys do? You're in your Ella Rail car for probably another week or so. Oh, a week or so? Uh... Well, Karen would kind of stop yeah. for a minute, look at everyone, and did we ever figure out where those uh, out of character? Did we ever figure out where those uh, what were those things called? The heck, the kick monk, whatever they were, the slugs with ta- uh, oh, grapes, grapes. That's what they Did we ever figure out how they got on the train? Uh, yeah, they were. It was mentioned that they are attracted to the energies that the elementals give off. Ah, okay. And therefore, often find themselves like latching on to the. To the right. <clears throat> um, 
I guess Darren's just going to start drinking. All right, do you guys have anything you want to do for the next little bit? Uh, not really. Maybe work on some stuff. All right, well, you guys have about a week of downtime that you guys can commit to. So, like, Farong, you could make as many of those iron arrows that you want. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a quiver full. Okay. No, I mean, it only takes you about a day to, uh, or less to craft the... What can your quiver hold? 40? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So you craft 40 of your iron wood arrows. Alan's going to attune to the new um, fire sword that he got. Okay. To um, make it his pack weapon. Right. And so what that will do is every hit does an additional 1d4 fire damage. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, and it is it is not a magical weapon other than the fact that it is because of your shit, but Well, because it's a pack weapon now right. that makes it a magical weapon, right? Uh, I believe so. Or maybe it does later on. I know it that's something that happens. I think so. I could be wrong though. We'll figure that out though. Yeah. Is there anywhere on the train that would be big enough for Garen to actually just Practice fighting? Probably not. Okay. Um, in that case, he'd probably just be doing push-ups in the cabin every now and then. Got to keep those calisthenics, you know. Yeah. Aesthetics don't take a break for train rides, man. True. <laughs> So, you guys uh, find yourself in about a week's time. Like, let me just make sure before I fast forward you guys across the continent. Um, you guys were stopping at the mountains just to the south of the tundra, is that right? Or were you heading through them? Um, we were going to stop and get uh, new mounts, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah we were going yeah. to stop right. and get uh, something to... Carry the carriage yeah, through, well, through the snow. We're looking for like a northern ox, or okay. maybe a young ox. So, did you want to? Were you riding the yellow rail into the tundra, or just to the drow mountains? In ooh, what? Did we want to stop outside the mountains or go into? Yeah, because we we want to stop outside the mountain to, to get. Because didn't he say it was on top of the mountain? No, 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 or, no. Okay, hold on. Uh, go to the map. Yeah. You guys are traveling north in Yalzar Majora. There is a range of mountains between the mainland of Yalzar Majora and the northeastern tundra. Okay. Did you guys want to ride the rail into the tundra to get the mount, or did you want to stop in the mountains before mm. the tundra? Oh, no, we want to go into the tundra. Okay. We want to go past the mountains. Right. Yeah. Plus, I think that'd be best for balance because, you know, we don't want his family getting to be like, hey, we know you. Come here. Yeah, Val's going to try to avoid home at all costs. Right. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, uh, more like a week and a half, but you guys, you know, pretty soon realize that, oh, we've cleared the mountains and uh, you're a stop away from the big capital city of the tundra. 
and there is a stop at sort of a more rustic town. Would you like to stop in that town and get off, or would you like to ride it all the way to the capital city of the tundra? Uh, Boys, where do you want to go to? Capital city, or do you want to stop outside? Uh, might as well go to the capital city. Probably better uh, choices. More yeah. merchants in the capital city means more options, means lower prices. Fellow mm-hmm. agrees. Better mm-hmm. ingredients, better pizza. Probably. All right, well, it looks like we're riding the train down. Okay. It's at about this time that you, uh, that, that morning that you hear the sending stones uh, in, your, in, in your pockets go, Hello? 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 Oh, right. Our pocket friend. Karen would pluck out his stone. And he goes, hello, can anyone hear me? This is, are you there? It would seem so, Garen says. Oh, w- w- wonderful. Um, so, so, so how, how, how goes, how, 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 how does it go? How, how goes the journey? Eventful, he would say, um, looking to the other two who hold the stones. Well, that's not all bad, right? <laughs> Uh, depends on how you take it. <laughs> it was just a normal train ride. It was pretty good, right? Oh, I like trains. Oh, good, good. Um, so, um, do, do you all remember who your course, your your the the person you're supposed to meet is? Do you, do you remember? Uh, not really. You, you boys don't remember? I know he was harder to find. He, he went to place to place. Uh, he, it is a, 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 a yak man named Dobon. Is it a yak man? Yes, uh, a, a, a yak man named Dobon. Alright. He is, well, last, last information from yesterday says that his, the, the, the tribe he's a part of is currently traveling south, um, but it is is southeast of the capital city. Southeast of the capital, got it. And traveling south. All right. So pick up some supplies in the capital, head south, find this man, and then we'll uh, fix this crystal. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, do, do, do you all have any more information or, or, or questions? Anything I can help from, 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 from Yao? No, we literally can't tell you anything. Uh, oh. Um, Anyways, bye. Uh, g- good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want him to ask questions. I got Karen <laughs> uh, would kind of look to Ellen to say a non-disclosure agreement doesn't do much good if you tell people there's a non-disclosure agreement. There's no clause in the non-disclosure agreement about talking about the Yeah, but you should also just shut the hell up. Just don't open avenues of questioning. Um, that being said, um, he would start to pack up and make sure everything he owned was good to go. All right. 
Boomer's gonna go check on the uh, the the cart, to make sure that if there was any damages done while we were through the portal, we um, could fix it. I mean, I imagine you guys would have done that over the course of the past week and a half. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, there was a little bit like some wood was, you know, blood soaked and scratched, but you know. Yeah. Mending. Whatever. All right, so you guys are ready to disembark from the uh, southern receiving harbor of the town, of the city. The city has an interesting architecture to it that you guys recognize as you uh, get off the train. The entire city is on about 20-foot-tall posts of metal. Um, like the whole city, like the whole fucking thing. Oh, that's pretty cool. Huh. Is there something underneath of it? Yep. What's underneath of it? The slums. The literal undercity. Oh. Don't go there. Unless you want to buy the good drug. <laughs> so who's pulling the sled? Uh, Geheron's pulling the sled. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, I, even, I even made a cool strap for it. Garen would look at the strap. So it's like a harness? Like you made a harness for him to wear? Yeah, yeah. It's got a bridle and everything. I'm not wearing the bridle. Shh, shh, come on, buddy. It, it'll make you look cool. I'm not wearing the bridle. <laughs> Alright, then. Whatever. You think I we should thought... find some horses or something to pull the cart so we don't have to make a heron wear a bridle? As much as I would like to see that. Uh, Garen is going to give the card a test pull, though. More as a test to himself. Uh, yeah, give me a strength check, big boy. Uh, 18. You can pull it, but you know that if you pull this for more than an hour, you're going to be fucking tuckered out. Yeah, he's more just impressed that he can pull it, and, uh, Kind of just uh, rolls his delts. You imagine that you could probably pull it for a pretty okay amount of time if it was on snow, but it's not because this is a city. Still, big boy, he sets the cart down, or he uh, sets the strap down and says, "Yeah, we're gonna want some something." Wait, wait, I got an idea. Grunt, Garen, I'm gonna need you to shoot your ice breath as far as we need to go. And we'll ride that sucker to glory. Uh, Garen actually gets excited at the prospect of that. And that's when the party killed a man with ice bread. I was going to say, <laughs> and that's when you guys tried to fucking deja vu some fucking initial D shit down the street and spun <laughs> out and killed a fucking merchant cart. Oh, you my right. cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> well. We could, one of us could, you know, stay here, or two of us, or how many ever, could stay here, watch the cart, pull it off the thing. A couple of us could go find a northern ox or two to come pull this big son of a gun, and then we could make our way out the city. Yep. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good plan to me because I came up with it. So you can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I agree. I think we should find some sort of beast to. Uh, Carry this thing so we don't make the big legend man go. 
Oh, wow, looky there, a voice of reason. Anyway, uh, who wants to stay with the cart? Not me. And uh, he'll put his finger on his head. Garen would kind of look in the cart for a minute, and his player would pull up a calculator. Walker hands looking at the cart. got about... Fallon will slowly put his finger on his head. I'd rather not stay here. Well, we've got about three or four weeks worth of food, so no need to worry too much about supplying. Uh, but you look at the rest of them, you boys might get cold. Uh, yeah, I might want to go back. I can stay with the cart if anybody would be willing to pick up supplies for me. Perum, Perum, listen. We all know that you're going to come with us. We all know how this is going to end. Yeah, Heron, we'll see you in a bit. Come on, guys, let's go faster. Gary would raise his hands, but then just um, kind of that that dismissive, like throw your hands out and flop them down kind of gesture, and would uh, go back to securing things in the cart with a light grumble. You're a good man. You don't have to wear the bridle. Anyways, see. As he's leaving, Garen would uh, yell out, "Grab me a nice pelt. I'm a size very big." Wait, uh, a, ni- a nice, a nice what? What did you want? Because I will pick it up for you. He said warm. It sounded like it said belt from all the way over here. Yeah, a nice belt. Yeah, I get cold too. <laughs> so you want like a, you want like a jacket? Yes, something I, to keep me warm. If I get it in like leather dragon scales, will that upset you? Dragon kin, not actual dragon. I don't uh, care. Okay, Give me something sweet. warm. <laughs> I will pick you up a jacket. Thank you. I've you got say. like I've got like fifty thousand gold in that thing, so I'm rolling. <laughs> well, unless you're coming back with a suit of plate mail. <laughs> not enough. I'm not gonna touch all gold. I've got like hundred and fifty bucks. We good. We good you. Alright. So <laughs> I'm sorry, it was gold just finished No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how cold is it here? Is it super cold? Um, it's pretty cold. Like, I mean, it's daytime and it's near a city, so it's like not shit. But like, it's 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 like you would not want to be outside at night tonight, like in what you're wearing. All right. Should we take our rings off, or are we still looking pretty fly? I mean, as far as I know, you guys are still looking fresh to death. So you might as well look pretty fly if you're going to be negotiating. But then they'll think I, I have more money than I actually do. That's the secret to not spending money. Very. So, you guys go where? Uh, is there a bazaar? Uh, there is one in the Undercity, but there's just a, uh, a merchant's district in the actual city. Yeah, I, I'll start heading there because I got the, uh, the, the information from I'll do. The work animal handler from the class city, the outpost about getting uh, oxes and stuff. Right. So you're heading to the merchant district or the bazaar? Because you said I'm heading there. Oh, I'm heading to the merchant's district. Okay. First. So there is a uh, couple of large ramps that lead into the city proper. Um, 
And so you just go head up, and there is a gate, a portacollis even. And uh, you are inter- you and your group are interrogated by the guard um, who wear, you know, very Winterfell-looking armor <sighs> and sort of look at you, state your business in the great city. What'd you say? Oh, I he says, state your business in the great city. Oh, uh, we just need a couple uh, beasts of burden to, uh, and we'll be making our and some warm clothing, maybe some rations, and we'll be making our way out. Oh, poor puppers. Hi, doggo. Yeah. Sorry, that's Shadow. She's bigger. Anyway, um, so yeah, you uh, you guys are sort of written on a sheet that your presence is known, but you guys go into the city uh, and. Does anyone know where they're going? Uh, no. Directions would be uh, awesome. So, not long after you guys walk through the gate, um, it is a proper city after you get through the walls and the guards. Like, there's people all over the place and towering skyscraper of, you know, com- complexes. Like, not, I mean, towering to you guys, not like modern day towering, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a proper city. And, uh, Someone in a relatively nice attire walks up to you all. Uh, he is clearly some form of human. Um, and he says, Excuse me, you all seem a touch lost. First time in the walled city? Uh, not for me, but... Wait, is it the capital city? No, the walled city in the tundra. Oh, then yes, it is. Well, perchance where you'd be heading to, because there's some streets that are less friendly than others. Um, where are we going to head? Oh, we're going to go get, uh, we're looking for an animal, uh, a northern ox, actually. Oh, uh, I know an oxman. <clears throat> oh, then yeah, that'd be great. I, can, I must be honest, me. he treats me kindly for bringing him customers, so... It's not like I'm being completely selfless, but I can take you directly to them. Uh, yeah. I mean, if that's all right with you guys, and I'll look back to the party. Yeah? All right, he says, of course, follow me this way. My name is Michael. Michael Simda. Michael Simda. <laughs> Fucking... No matter what goofy ass fantasy name I make up, someone is always able to be like, "Hey, reference." I'm like, not intentionally, but fuck. <laughs> Michael Sarah. <laughs> I can hear him writing it in his notes. It's forever now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so no more. No more. Uh, uh, no the battle for the Sheshwan mines. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Szechuan mines were in Great Nomeria, the Nomish capital. Of course, that's what their their machines run off the Szechuan sauce. Not even fucking the, the, the Nomish people, known for their great love of names and complicated ones at that, named their capital city Nomeria. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All of their towns are bland. Like, there's Numeria, and then the one that's on the mountain is Hillside, 
Right, the one, the one near the lake is Riverton. Yeah, and the one in the valley is... The one on the plains is uh, Flatsville. Yeah. But, you know, all of us are super cool inside. You go there and be like, oh, Flatsville sounds lame. And it's just like the new gnomish Las Vegas. It's right. like it's actually just a fucking like skate park <laughs> with ramps and shit. Like it's just, I just I love that as your thesis statement. It's just a skate park. It's just a skate park, and there is literally no flat surface. And we're all all the gnomes in there, and they're doing triple indies. Yeah, they're doing like fucking Christ stairs and it's a gnarly dark side. All right, fuck this. And this this is real grind, grinding into space. <laughs> Alright, no. Public transportation is just a big ramp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fucking a bobsled pipeline and they all go to It's like cool runnings. Like the Jamaican Nomish bobsled team. They, they don't wear helmets, they just drop fucking wigs with their dreadlocks. <laughs> no, this is not real. This is we're not canon. There's a lot of canon here. There's a lot of canon. Yeah, there's yeah, a, lot, there's of a lot of non-canon here. <laughs> we dread our beard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the gnome sled team. You fucking idiots are giving me. <laughs> you know we're recording, right? Like we're we're yeah, live. Good. That has to stay. That has to stay. Of course, I'm not gonna take that out. That's gold. And, uh, and you hey, know that, that you Critical know. Wick is, has their name on this now, so, you know. I really want the mayor of this town to just be a fucking, not even gnome, he's just a Jamaican. He's a human Jamaican <laughs> that smokes so much weed that he enters the plane of existence. Um, can we, can we, side, can, can we, si- can we sidebar for a second that uh, Devin's racism is not sponsored by this podcast? How is that Anyway, How is that uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Let's fuck it. So, you guys are being led by Michael Cinda. <laughs> fuck, fuck all y'all. <laughs> uh, and he um, he takes you down a couple of streets, and then he says uh, to follow him uh, this way, so we don't have to deal with um, you know, lines. And he leads you down an alleyway, and at the end of the alleyway, he turns over and says, "By the way, not to be a a, a cutthroat or anything, but uh, a silver from a troubles." Uh, are you gonna cut our throats? Not all of you. Definitely not at the same time, and definitely not that big guy in the back. The big guy in the back? Probably pointing oh, to Gaheron. No. Oh shit! No, Gaheron's not there. I lied. No, no, no. no yeah, Gaheron's. SOL on this trip. Yeah. Like, is he is he threatening us right now? No, he's asking for a coin for the services of being a guy. Oh yeah, then I'll give him a coin. If he's threatening us, threatening us, I would have put a hole in it. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a coin because we're cool. You might just say. Yeah. He he takes the silver, thanks you for it, and says, "Leave the alley, turn left. It's the first door. You'll know that you're in the right place when it smells of ox." Oh. Thank you, sir. Uh, much appreciated. Much obliged. Uh, have a good one. Yep, y'all peace easy. And don't go to the under city at night. Oh, why? Is it cool down there? No, it's... People die. <laughs> people die. These teams, 
Anyway, all right. Well, boys, let's go get ourselves an officer chief. All right, so, uh, you guys turn the corner, and there is a very large stable-like building with a series of half a dozen ox just grazing in, like, a little side yard, all, all uh, tethered to posts, and there is a small shop attached to that. There, is there a door? Yes, I said there's a shop attached to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll knock the on the door. I guess I won't knock on the door. It's a shop. Yeah. I'll walk in. Right. Sitting there is a uh, sort of, um, I want to say, like, like red clay colored um, oh. scaled dragon uh, horn or dragonkin, whatever the fuck they're called. I never keep that shit straight. Is he like Jaharan? Yeah, he's like Jaharan. Oh, yeah, so he's Dragonborn. Dragonborn, right. Um, and he's sitting there, and he seems to be uh, performing some manner of leather, working on a saddle or something. Uh, hard to tell at first glance. But he puts it down and waves a hand towards you all and sort of pats his hands down on his leather apron and walks up to you all and says, Hello, nice to meet you. My name is Sendor. What, uh... What or ox-based business might you have today? Uh, hi, how you doing there, Sendor? Uh, I'm Boomer. This is Farron, Valen, and L. We are here to uh, uh, to get a, a northern ox to uh, pull our cart to the uh, northern crystal where we're heading. Oh, uh, well. Firstly, I'm glad you're looking for northern oxes. It's the only sort of ox that I handle and the only sort of ox that I really know. But that's not the point. But, uh, yes, um, what size is your cart? You didn't happen to bring it, did you? Uh, it's down the road a bit because uh, I put sleds on it thinking that we were going to need it in the snow. And I took the wheels off thinking that, you know, why not? I mean, I could put the wheels back on and take them. It came down. Oh, no, I think that's definitely a good move. You had to pick only one of them, of course. Uh, when you leave the main city, you'll definitely get plenty of use out of some proper rails. But, uh, well, <laughs> how, how many ox or oxen do you, did you think you'd be needing? Uh, boys? Any idea? It's a, it's a pretty good-sized cart. Probably just the one. Oxen are strong beasts. Well, that's very true, my friend, but uh, if you're trying to go up and down the mountains much, you might need a second one. That's true. We wouldn't want to wear the one out. Yeah. So I'd say about two oxen. Thorn, what do you think? You know some good... Well, do you, do you require harnessing or, or anything like that for your oxen? I mean, bear in mind, whatever you might have had for your horses or what have you wouldn't probably be appropriate. Well, then I guess, yeah, we would. Very good. Uh, don't worry, they're not terribly expensive. Um, plus, I mean, by the look of you all, that, that's probably not much of a concern. Uh, but uh, here, allow me to show you to my stock and see if you have a preference towards any of the animals. Any sort right. of gestures to a side door that leads outside to where you saw the oxen. 
I'm at the way out because I'm going to pick the boxes. Alright, uh, is... If anyone wants to make a nature check to sort of gauge the strength and uh, health of the oxen, they may. Yeah, I'll try that. Oh, I fucking rolled a one. God damn. That's a five. Worst ranger ever. Did you I know. Nature? Yeah. Oh, I got a plus three to that. Shit, yeah. Can we roll it even if we don't have a plus? Uh, yeah. Seven. That's a twelve. What's my intelligence? Zero. I got a twenty. <clears throat> All right. Um. L. Yeah. You're able to size up that. Um, of the six oxen, you're able to pick the two that are the most healthy and uh, capable looking. All right. Uh, Elle doesn't know much about these sorts of things, but these two have nice teeth. Yeah, teeth. I, I heard that too. Good looking out, Elle. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Sindor uh, says, "Ah, oh, yes, of course. Uh, well, I can uh, get these these two um, tethered, so I can escort them to your your cart for you, and even get them." Tasseled up for you if you'd like. Uh, how much will they would they be? The two of them. Well, again, um, let me just assume that I'm you would be paying for the animals, um, the harnesses to attach them to your uh, cart, and I mean, do you have food for them? Because feed would be important as well, although not terribly during this time of year. But. Yeah, we need food too. Okay. Uh, how many weeks worth? I have no idea. Well, you said you're traveling to the crystal. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I don't know exactly how long it takes to get there on foot, but it would definitely be more than a week. I would have gone there myself otherwise. Uh. Well, then I guess at least two weeks. Boys, what do you think? Two weeks sounds safe. We might need a third just in case. Um, Lord knows how this uh, trip's been. It's been interesting. So having extra food might be, uh, might be of us. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then, three weeks, the harnesses. Um, I, I can even attach fresh uh, shoes to them, of course. Uh, but all of that, including the animals, would be uh, 300 gold. Three, 300 gold, if that is acceptable. There's, what, four of us staying in here? Where's everyone? Four of you. There's four of us, because... Uh, yeah. 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 uh, well... I have 150 gold, so... I also have 150. I will give 100 gold. Uh, yeah, I'll throw 100 in. Okay. Cha-ching. Anyone else going to make that last 100 happen? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, well. How kind. Yeah, thanks, generous. Thanks, thanks buddy. 49,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I had 100 gold before. Oh. I cracked into that stack. Alright, well, I'm down to 56 gold now. I'm down to like 55. Oof, that's rough. Oops, sorry, 58. Sorry, Michael, look, Chris. Technically, I still have 50,000 gold in my thing. Right. He'll never see if I skim a little off the top. <laughs> okay, should I be less shitty than I am? Nah, I'm not. I'm a good person. I ain't gonna steal from you. Shit. Yeah, he even contributes to the party funds without have someone have to ask him. And I, the the storekeep um, then says, "All right, well, if you all just give me a few moments to load up a couple the, the couple of oxen with the saddlebags for the supplies that I'm gonna need to attach them to your cart and to get them shooed when we get down there, uh, I'll be ready to go, and then we can get on with it." Don will get in and say, uh, do you happen to know of any guides that might uh, be able to help us get to the wind crystal from here? Well, there's no one that knows the white powder better than the yaks. And if you can find a good yakman, then you found yourself a good guide. Excuse me just a moment. So uh, the shopkeep goes and does what he said he was going to do and prepares the oxen. Um, he says it's probably going to take a little bit longer than he thought. Do you all have any other shopping you want to do? Uh, yeah, we gotta get warm clothes. He goes, oh, there's a, a clothier across the street. Oh, cool. Just okay, come let's on. Go let's go there, boys. Alright. So, you guys make your way over there. It is a place full of furs and heavy cloths, for sure. The shopkeep is a uh, pretty uh, broad-shouldered female human. And she uh, immediately assesses your issue, and she goes, "Well, you look like you're made of money. Money doesn't keep you from the cold, though." You know what? I'm tired of this. I take the ring off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably not smart to walk around with that on. Yeah, Val will do the same. Same as for We we don't have any money. Yeah. These are just <laughs> the cool things we found in a dungeon. Well, forgive we're cold, me. We're poor. Well, then what are you doing in my store? Not uh, that poor, just not that rich. I, look, you're here to shop. Well, how many days of what do you need? About two, two weeks, two and a half weeks worth of, like, warm clothes. I mean, I can wear the same thing for, like, two weeks because I, I don't care. But. She uh, outfits you guys for about uh, ten gold apiece. Uh, I also need one from a from a big for a friend. He's kind of, he's size big. He told me very big. That would be a, uh, an additional twelve gold. Yeah, I got you. Alright, Valen, I'll hand over the uh, gold and take the clothes and immediately put them on because he's been chilly this whole time. Yes, you yeah. probably have. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing and I'm gonna look over at L. Be like L. Does this look good? Tell me, man. Am I looking fly? Um, as always. Thanks, man. You're the best. Ellis ain't gonna shop here. (laughs) 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 
so honest. Savage. <laughs> Got that big fat stack now. He doesn't need to shop with the priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, you go hang your shopping, old boy. I'm going back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm your new best friend, damn it, and you're going to treat me such. <laughs> damn. I don't know how to make friends with heart nodes or machines. Alright, so everyone pays 10 except for L. And, and then Boomer pays a total of 22. Yep. Alright. So. You guys get your outfits, um, and by that time, uh, you, the saddle, the, the two oxen are outside, and the uh, oxen shopkeeper is standing next to them and waves to you all as you all leave the club here. Thank you. It's very kind of them. Yeah, appreciate it. Alright, so you guys are ready to leave then? No, Elle is going to go buy actual really nice like, fancy warm clothes. Okay. Is your bank going to come with you? He asks to borrow the bag of holding. Uh, negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> it's me or nothing. <laughs> I have personal items in this here bag, and I'm not willing just to take them out all willy-nilly and carry them around. All right, that's fine. I'll just kind of get into the bag of holding for a minute so I can get money out to go shop. Uh, negative Ghost Rider. No, I'm just kidding. Insistent on coming with me. Yeah, man, come on. We never adventure together except for that one time that turned out terrible. Let's not make a, make a thing of it. Let's, uh, let's, let's put this on up and up. Okay. Um, if you really must, yes, we can go shopping together. You're just going to watch me try on clothing. Oh, is that it? Well, I mean, I find it entertaining. I can see how you wouldn't. Oh, shit. Well, here, how much do you want? Oh, $2,000. Sure, yeah, here's 2000 gold. Whatever. I don't I'm actually going to go spend 2000 on a set of clothing. I thought I would be on a new set of clothing. Okay. Alright, so how much gold do you take out? Then? I take out 2000 Okay. 48... Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping track. I think you're right. Alright, so Ellen, uh, you go off to go and fancy up. Yeah. The rest of the party joins the ox dealer, and he takes the oxen with saddlebags of uh, supplies with you all back to your cart. Um, Darren, things have not been totally uh, quiet since they've been gone. Um, make a perception check. Alright. Let me find my die right here. Ha <laughs> Uh, look. Okay. So, so after um, having sort of loitered at the LRL for a little bit, you have been since asked to, to move your cart elsewhere. So you drag the cart a little ways away from the L rail. And after sort of twiddling your thumbs for a little bit and checking stock and making sure that everything's there, you're sort of just waiting eventually. It's about this point that uh, 
you you feel the um, cart sort of bounce a little. Um, that would startle him, uh-huh. and he turn around to see what's happening. You see someone uh, turn a corner, uh, running away from the cart. Well, I mean, his first instinct's going to be to chase after that person. He does take a quick look. Is, is there anyone else on the street? Or I mean, there's plenty of other people on the street. He's going to... Yeah, he will chase after that person. Around the corner, at least. Okay. You chase them and see the person climbing to the second story of a building. Um, they have a bag of... Uh, like, a, like a potato sack on their back. Um... No. I don't know. What? My little brother's listening in and he said, does it have a money sign on the bag? I'm like, no. And it? No. Because <laughs> he, he didn't steal a sack of money from your cart that has no money in it. Um, Garen would try to climb up after him. Probably wouldn't get very far. Okay. Is there, um, can he get into the building? Probably. Is it a store or a home? Or? It's a, um, it's a, it's a complex of homes, yeah. Is there any convenient ladder nearby? Uh, no. Um, is there, like, a, just one way he can run on these buildings, or is there other roofs? Can he just go any way which way he wants, or could Karen, like, run to the other side of the building? You could definitely run to the other side of the building. Garen's going to do that, because he's not dexterous enough to try and climb a building. Right, you run to the other side of the building and you see uh, the the person is like cloaked and like like dressed like a would-be thief but is probably just a street urchin. And they're just on the roof and they look down at you and shake their head and then, you know, their head pops away and just they're apparently just going to stay on the roof for a while. Um, any guards nearby? Uh, yeah. Garen would scream for the guards. Alright. A pair of, um, heavy leather and gambeson-wearing guards walk over and go, what seems to be the problem, sir? He'd point to the top of the roof. The man up there stole something out of my cart. Well, did you leave your cart Um, unattended? What was that? Did you leave your cart unattended? He said, no, I was just facing the other direction. But is your cart unattended right now? Uh, he would curse and say yes and try to get back to the cart. The guards follow you. Um, you uh, When you get back, you see that a couple of other people uh, have definitely pilfered your car, your cart. And... Uh, to the point where one of the guards catch, catches one of them red-handed and sort of grabs this, you know, younger person by the scruff of their, their cloak and slams them against the nearby wall and, sa- and says, return what you've stolen. And the person sort of drops a little bag and the guard lets him go. You notice and calibrate that about a week worth of food has been stolen. Uh, Garen's not happy to say the least. Yep. 
The guards say, and, um, the guards say, do you have, are you anticipating company or friends? He would sigh and kind of place his hands on his hips and look up to the sky for a moment and uh, center himself before he just says, yes, I am expecting friends. Are they to be back soon? Because one of the guards sort of volunteers himself to say, I will stand with you and mind your card until your friends arrive, if that's... We do not want you to think ill of the city, of course. I appreciate it. I would I would, in, I would like the company. I don't know what I'm going to tell them when they get back, but... The two guards sort of look at each other and nod, and one of them goes back on patrol. The other guard sort of stands, stands idly by as an extra pair of eyes on your card. Um, Karen would offer him some food from the returned Bilford bag if he's hungry. He appreciates the offer. Says, no, thank you. I may ask for a gold or, or two at the end of this time if it's too long, but nothing else would be would be needed or accepted. Thank you, though. He would nod and say fair price for fair work and uh, go back to watching, trying to think of how he's going to explain this little... Uh, slip up to the guys when they get back. Um, go ahead and say that it's six days of food restoring. Alright. Uh, so the the main party arrives and you guys see that Geharin looks off, uh, a little fumed, but there's also a, a, a city guard standing next to your car. He would dub kind of offer a, a light, sheepish wave to the party as they return. Hey, buddy. What's wrong? Hey, guys. Um, nice town. Uh, this guy's helping me watch the cart. A week's worth of food was stolen. No big deal. How was the shopping? What? Because <laughs> this is a city guard. He's helping me watch the cart. Because, <laughs> because why? <laughs> Because one person cannot watch the cart while simultaneously chasing thieves. So, so you chased a thief. Yes, he stole from us. Did did you, did you get him at least? No, I can't climb buildings. I should have mm -hmm. stayed with the cart. Well, yeah, you should have. You should have stayed with the cart. Jeez, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. Because <laughs> I feel bad. No, fuck you. You said it. Own your words. Yeah, I said it. Troy's going to look at uh, Just give Boomer a look. All right. Bye. All right. Um, Garen is obviously very frustrated with the situation and says, I'll pay for the missing food. It would happen on my watch. Well, um, how, how much food do we have left? The guard sort of excuses himself and says, "Sort of." Uh, looks Garen at, would offer the man a gold coin though for his trouble. He, he he doesn't accept it. He sort of waves away. No, that's not necessary, sir. Thank you. Thank you anyway. Garen would be very appreciative. He sort of salutes and goes back on patrol. Yeah. So Garen sighs softly and turns back to the party. 
and apologize for uh, his lack of judgment. So, how much food do we have left? It's I, having really assessed the uh, damage and say about a um, little over three weeks worth of food for all of us. Well, that should get us through this trip, at least. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't think I don't think it's all bad. Uh, we'll definitely have to double down on the guard duty next time, though. It's at this point that uh, the Dragonborn Sindor sort of introduces themselves. Uh, so I assume that this is the cart, then, gentlemen. Yes. Oh yeah, this is the cart. Thanks, Wonderful. Bro. And would you like stone? Climbing shoes for your oxen, or just regular snowshoes? Are the climbing shoes extra? Uh, not necessarily, just you can only put one type of shoes on an oxen. Uh, I have no idea. Um, we, how, where, what kind of terrain is it trying to get to the, uh, to the uh, gym, to uh, the crystal. I'm afraid I don't know, sir. I don't know where it's located exactly. Oh, God. Of course you don't. Um, Better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, put the climbing shoes on. Uh, of course, sir. Uh, when I'm done, I'll take my 300 and be on my way. I appreciate your business. Didn't we already pay him? No, he didn't take any gold yet. Oh, okay. Um, so he, he gets to work, and he uh, attaches... You know the harnesses so that the oxen can be driven, and you know puts you know fresh shoes in their hooves after they're all nestled in, and not much time passes. Although during that time we'll join L. L, you have found your way down one of the more gilded streets of the city, Excellent. Uh, uh, and your fine nose and ear for finery have uh, landed you in front of quite the decadent store of clothes. She breathes in deeply. Right. Um, you inhale a bug. <laughs> and then uh, enters the place and asks for a clerk slash tailor. Okay. A, a tailor makes himself uh, available. It is um, a relatively shorter but... Uh, definitely human woman, and she goes, well, what brings you all tall, dark, well, not so dark, but very handsome to this boudoir of silk and fur? Uh, well, my caravan is passing through, and as we travel north, I find myself in need of warmer clothing. Uh, the rest are happy with their, how do you say, lower-class clothing. I guess lower-class clothing. Um, I was hoping for something finer, but still functional. Well then, uh, shall I say 70% fashion, 30% function, or more so? Oh, you speak my mind. Very well, uh, I'll need to take some measurements. She does that. Yep. Uh, and then maybe an hour of time passes and she has created three outfits, all very much with a warm inner layer, but a very much flashier outer layer. Perfect. 
sort of like the rest of your the rest of your party are wearing like uh, I hate to go Game of Thrones here, but it's just a really good visual aid. Look like they're dressed from the wall, and you're like you're like you're dressed from Winterfell. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. And she says well, that'll be uh, thirty gold per outfit, so ninety gold, sir. Excellent. You do fine work. Much appreciated. Um, is there a does it take her a certain amount of time to get that put together? I mean, it's a tailor, right? So she needs to sew it all up. And yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, in that time, Elle is going to excuse himself himself from the shop and go and buy a couple of small pouches, a number of small pouches. All right. Um, the how many pouches? Uh, let's go with ten, sort of medium-sized one, and five small ones. Are we talking like like loose, like sacks, or like belt pouches, or like belt pouches? Okay. Um, right. You're able to find all of those for a total of about forty gold. Forty. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of leather. It is. Uh, when he gets back to the cart, he's going to divvy uh, up the riches into smaller pouches and hide them strategically. Okay. So you hide your wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to detail that at all? The idea is that each large, let's say, 50,000 by 10 is 5,000 apiece. So each of the large pouches, each of the inside pouches has, um, I guess. Did you take all your gold out of the thing, or just 2,000? Well, when he gets back to the cart. Oh. So... I'll work the math out in which you can go later. It yeah, just, just post it on the, the, the Facebook group. Yeah. All right. Uh, so after a couple of hours, the uh, the oxen are recently fed, recently shooed, fixed to the cart, and you hear almost the sunshine jingle along the cobblestone of the road as you see L sort of parade his finery down the way. Aaron would look up and, and grunt as he uh, sees the uh, fine gentleman before him, we'll say. About four times on that trip to the cart, by the way, you had been stopped by someone asking if you were some foreign lord. <laughs> he rebels. Do you tell any this of them is... your name? Uh, he tells them that he's L. Caravan traveling north. Uh, excuse me, for the caravan traveling east. All right. Well then, so uh, you arrive, and the uh, this the ox master fellow has been paid, right? Yep. All right. So you guys are ready to go. Uh, I give Gaharan uh, his uh, clothes. Um, Garen would 
change in the privacy of the card. Okay. Do you all head out, or do you wait for the for the next day? What time is it? Let's say it's about middle afternoon, maybe very early evening. So it's about to get cold. Er. Yeah. Uh. I'm scared of getting out there and then all of us. We freeze Karen will do whatever. Suggest finding a an inn for the night, someplace that we can rest up and leave early. Um, we don't want to be out and freeze within hours of leaving the city. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Uh, we got to find a place to put our cart so it doesn't get mugged again. Don't worry about it, Karen. You did your best. We appreciate you. I should have just thrown a javelin at him. And also attempted murder, but you know. I'd say it's self defense. Aim for the leg. You can't self defense your belongings. Well, they can't defend themselves, so someone has to. <laughs> what is this, civil forfeiture? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so. I want to see the laws of this city. Am I being detained? <laughs> <laughs> What's your badge number? What's your badge number? Do not consent. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you guys uh, get out. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, so you guys find a couple of inns. Um, they all seem relatively dubious since they're all outside the city's proper walls. Um, but one of them does have a stable. Hmm. Looks like we're staying there. Alright. Hey, hey, let's go. So, you guys find yourselves at the door of the Rusty Dragon. Uh, before we go in, do we park our, our, our cart in their little stable thing? Uh-huh. Before we go inside the Rusty Dragon, we park our, our cart in the stable. Right. Yeah, I want to cast Alarm on the, on the cart. Okay. On the cart and the 20-foot, or the, everything that we own. Okay, so if anyone goes it's on... A 20, to... Yeah, it's like a 20-foot radius, but, you know, I, I think, I feel like I should be able to size it down. Just yeah, like yeah, yeah, you absolutely can size it down. So, like, like yeah. just like... If anyone goes into your or touches your cart, you'll know. Yep. All right. Uh, and you guys walk in through the uh, heavy oaken doors of the Rusty Dragon. It looks like it's take like the interior of this place is taken straight out of um, a house and or one of the bars of uh, inns in Skyrim. It's just a big fiery hearth. Uh, Everything here is probably warm to drink or warm to eat. And uh, there are several 
thick tables uh, available to sit at with plenty of space. Honestly, the place looks a little scant of people, but there are some people, mostly sitting at the bar. Karen's hungry, so he's going to take a seat at one of the tables, get comfy. Alright. A, uh, not long after, I guess, does everyone take a seat, or where does everyone sit? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take a seat. Is it close um, to the fire? Oh, yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't, it's pretty warm in here. Cool. Yeah, Val will grab a seat as well. Alright. So not long after you all make yourselves comfortable, a, uh, a, a uh, sort of waiter, way host comes by and uh, is a relatively bulky and maybe slightly appropriately heavy set for the region. Uh, human woman comes over and she says, Evening, gentlemen. And she sets a large bowl of piping hot soup in the middle of the table and goes, Taste yourselves at it and uh, pace yourselves kindly. Would you all be liking just the dinner, or would you stay in for the night? Uh, we'll be we'll be staying into the night as well. Would you all want a single room or separate? I'm gonna look right at uh, L and say, "What do you think? Do you want uh, your own room? Since you have all that money now." What money? I don't know what you're talking about. Not the smartest thing to say in the middle of an inn. Val's cold and tired, and he just felt like giving hell shit, so... <laughs> that's what came out of his mouth, anyway. So, Val and the said, one room to, with a bed for each of us would be fine. As long as we each get a bed. The woman nods and says... Well, dinner and morn and breakfast, I assume? Yes, please. Well, when you hear the, co- the crow craw, that's when breakfast is served. I'll get you all tonight's dinner. And she uh, sets out a series of wooden spoons and bowls so you can sort of drink and uh, eat at the soup that she set in the middle of the table already. Uh, the soup is is warmer and it, it's tasty because of that more than anything else. It's not the best soup you've ever had, but when almost your core is beginning to feel the chill of the north, a warm pot of stew doesn't have to be particularly good on the tongue for it to be good in the soul. And uh, not too much time passes before she comes back with a, with a half loaf of bread for you all, uh, a smear of a butter substance of some sort and a, uh, a huge, like almost, you know, comedic, like just like ham shank or not shank, like ham haunch with a, with a, with a, with a pretty sizable knife in it. And, uh, she says, you gentlemen enjoy. And if you desire a round of drinks, just give a holler and I'll be by. I think we can start one of those right off the bat. She uh, nods and goes off to fetch the drinks. And uh, the meal is fine. Again, it's you know it's it's pretty greasy spoon, um, so it's not the 
not the nicest for you, but it's good filling and hot food, so hard to fight that. Uh, but she comes back with a series of wooden mugs, uh, tankards rather, for each of you. And it says, first round's with the meal, boys. Second round costs you. <clears throat> You'll notice that amongst the drinks, she has laid a pair of keys, both of which have a wooden uh, block or, like, tab um, connected to it that both say, like, you know, the room number. Question. Garen would start drinking. It's alright. It's not great, but it's, you know, it's alright. Either way, he'd start eating and he'd kind of just look to everyone and just say, I don't know about you boys, but I've had a really long month. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little hard, bud, but we're going to get through it and we're going to get that, that sweet, sweet money at the end of it. And everybody's going to know our name. And my brother's scooter's going to look like a freaking idiot. It's going to be great. Alright. So, the meal, like I said, from beginning to end is pretty mediocre. Um, but again, it's hot. So that's pretty great. Uh, do you guys do any particular gaming or, or fun? Or do you guys just make your way to bed? Uh, anyone playing cards? There's a, there's a table playing cards. Uh, Garen's going to go play around cards. Frum's going to head to bed. Alright. Yeah, Frum's going to head to bed as well. Alright. Uh, L will resist this time. Um, yeah, as, was... as L gets up and goes to head up the stairs towards the room, um, mm. you hear a call at you from across the, 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 the inn. One of the guys at the card table that uh, Geheron just sat at says, Hi, sir. Here you've got some extra jangle in your jungle. Why don't you come and spend it and test your luck a touch? Well, as you put it so eloquently, we'll turn and take it by the table. All right. Garen won't be upset that his friend is joining him. Okay. You kind of so, clap him on the back once as he sits down at the table. So L doesn't notice this but before he sits down. So when the guy says that he's big, big, he's big blind, uh, he doesn't think that there's anything obtuse about it. But you noticed uh, that he was definitely not in turn to be big blind for the first game, for the bid, uh, as it were. And uh, you guys play some some cards. Go ahead and make a uh, gamble check. In cards, of course. L doesn't try very hard to win. It's probably smarter here to spend some money than to get his throat cut to sleep. Um, cool. That is a 15. Okay. Um, saying that, I actually just got a 20, but if possible, L would actually like to lose. So you play around, uh, and you definitely are aware that you have the upper hand, but uh, you bluff and fold instead. Uh, it's not with me today. 
uh, one of the sort of patrons that you're sitting with, of which there are three, sort of goes, Oh, I thought you had me there. Well played, though. Hard to know what everyone's holding. Uh, this goes on for some. This goes on for some time. Uh, you guys play a couple of rounds, a couple more rounds, and at the end of the day, L, you're down about ten gold. Garen, you're down only one. Uh, but um, the, the 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 patrons seem to be very amicable towards you all, uh, and and probably because they're just you know, really good at being winners, like they're not being shitty about it, I guess is my point. Uh, they're not rubbing your losses in your face or anything like that. Uh, they just seem like, oh man, we found a cash cow and we totally made good money. So they buy a round for everybody after that point and after you guys all share a drink with these mediocre people. Again, they're, they're, they're looking for to make some money off you guys, obviously, but they're not thieves. Um... And after that round, they sort of somewhat drunkenly excuse themselves and the three of them sing some sort of celebratory song of some kind as they stumble out the door. Garen would uh, look to Elle and say, you ready for bed? I was ready before the game started. He would clap him on the back again anyway and say, well, we can't win them all. <laughs> I say we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you guys make your way to the room. Uh, everyone else has received this information, obviously, but I hadn't given it yet. Uh, the room is pretty pretty good, actually. It's uh, The beds are, are warm, and there's a, you know, I mean, almost as if they were heated. Just layers upon layers upon layers. Like, you could sleep in these beds naked, and you probably wouldn't feel the chill of the, the weather outside. Uh, and That's uh, good for Karen. Right. Uh but yeah, it's it's a very modest, like, there's no art, there's no unnecessary shit in this room. There's just beds, a table to set your things on, footlockers at the foot of each bed, and the beds are comfy. Like, very functional. Almost exactly what you would sort of expect out of a inn in this sort of neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you notice that the locks on the door are actually quite sophisticated. But okay. Garen would double check and make sure that everything's locked up nice and tight before he uh, undresses and gets ready for bed. Yep. Uh, it's early in the morning. Uh, not so early that you don't get a good night's sleep, Boomer, but your alarm goes off. Oh. Boomer? I think Boomer's still muted. Uh, the alarm goes off? Yeah, you get a full night, you get a long rest, but, like, probably a little earlier than you wanted to wake up. Yeah, yeah. alright, um, I'd get up and I'd scream, boys, someone's on a cart, and I'd have my, uh, thunder cannon ready as I went, as I go running down the stairs the cart. Yeah, oh. Garen's just gonna grab his halberd and follow the man being startled awake. He's just gonna run out in his, uh, pants. He's got pants on. Bellino follows and he'll have his uh, he'll summon it, uh, the fiery shores sword. Mm. Hell runs up in his tims. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? Anyway, uh, so the the a party of adventurers ready for battle, like 
plunges into the scene of this stable and finds uh, one of the staff of the, the inn, not the, the hostess that served you last night, but the bartender that you recognize him. Another husky-looking guy. Uh, uh, and he has recently... Um, he's, like, leaning his hand against the side of your cart, and you can see that he's holding, like, a, like a bludgeon in his offhand and sitting ass in the hay, unconscious in front of him, is uh, some sort of pickpocket. And he looks oh. over and raises the, cud- the the bludgeon as he goes, Oh, sirs, heard some ruckus outside and found this person in your cart. And, uh, well, I don't take kindly to people stealing on my property. Yeah, that's the yeah, shit. We super yeah, would look to see if it's the same man as before. No, it's not. Oh, well, then he's just... He would throw his, his free hand up and say, am I just attracting all the scum of this town? It seems you guys have a real uh, crime problem here. This is the second time that our custom truck are almost broken into in a day. Jaren coughs. Well, not to come <laughs> off as unwelcoming, sir, but you all sort of smell of money. One of us smells of money. Well, one of you is enough. One of us smells nice. One of us just smells... I took a bath while we were at the Fire Giant Palace. She. <laughs> the, 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 no, we also had the we also had the uh, Top Gun moment in the uh, Demon's House. Oh I right, yeah. I didn't bath there. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, you guys. Um. Shit, I completely lost my point there. Fuck. You <laughs> smell like money. The place is. Yeah, so it, it, he the 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 barkeep sort of apologizes and goes. Uh, in all honesty, sir, is I uh, I've been trying to keep an an eye on your belongings over the night. I uh, didn't want to make a fuss over it, so I didn't worry you none. But a couple of unsavories were eyeing up you all while you were having dinner, and I soon saw the same faces checking out the stable late night when I was cleaning up, so I don't think you should worry yourselves when you leave town, but if next time you're by the, the great city, while I'd love to have you another time, you might want to find yourself some something a touch more hospitable inside the walls, and not so close to the undercity. Well, Garen would sigh softly and look to the boys and say, well... I don't think we're going to take on every thief in this town, so maybe we should just get ourselves ready to go now. Since we're all awake. Or breakfast. I could have breakfast ready for you in no time flat. At the least I can do. Oh yeah, definitely breakfast first. So, you guys go and get your things from your room, and not long after you're ready to go, you hear the crow call. And uh, you have breakfast. The breakfast is actually really good. Uh, then again, it's kind of hard to fuck up breakfast, but it's it's real good. Uh, <laughs> definitely warms your 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 core for the day. And uh, you guys are ready to right. make, way, make way. Where do you right. go? Well, um. 
Garen would pop onto the card if everybody's ready. Uh, yeah. We're just gonna get underway. We're, so, sorry, are we going back into the city to, for any reason, or are we just going on? We're headed up to the, uh, pistol. Well, we've got the office. we got racking. Yeah. we got warm clothes. Now all we're we not... need to do is find our contact with the act then. Yeah. Ah. Alright, let's go do that. As you guys are prepping to leave, the uh, innkeep comes out to you one last time. And um, by the way, did you guys pay? Yeah. Yeah. How so much was it the day before? It was four gold for the whole night. From each of us? No, just in total. Hmm. Um. Yeah, Garen tosses a gold coin. I'll throw a gold coin. Valor roll as well. So generous. Holy shit. The man has money. Alright. Right? right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll throw the last gold in. Alright. The, the innkeeper says uh, that he appreciates your business and asks, not that I mind so much, but you all seem like you're ready to head out into the into the snow. Uh you all know about... Well, you guys are from around here, right? No. No. Oh, uh, stay on the roads. And if you can, forgive me for sounding backwards, but don't trust the yak folk too much. What's wrong with the yak folk? Oh, they're great traders, don't mind me saying so. But they can be a little unsavory if you go far north. Some of the tribes are very friendly, and some of the tribes are not so friendly. Sometimes it can be hard to tell at first to get my meanings. Now, when you say yak person, are they actually like yak people? Or are they just kind of like people who have yaks? Oh, they're... I suppose you've never met them. I guess this is really your first time here in the north. No, the yak folk are... Yaks that walk upon two hooves. Hmm. All right. All right. Whatever. Um, Boomer's gonna give him another gold for watching over our cart, and uh, like you know, just thank him, give him finger guns. Like, hey man, I appreciate you watching over our stuff. Uh, thanks for the information. If we ever come back through here, we won't, you know, we'll stay here. Or at least I will. It's nice. He thanks you kindly and helps that you have a safe journey. All right. Well, so then I'm getting back to the cart. Take where, do you guys, where do you guys head off to? Karen would drive. So where do you head to? We are headed to the southeast. Yep, south, south, southeast. I believe he said. Yep. Okay. You guys travel Can't be southeast. Hard to find nomadic people in territory you're not familiar with. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you guys take the the southeastern road and travel a pretty nonchalant day or so. 
Um, do you go? Do you guys are are? What's your sort of situation? Are you guys all on the cart? Uh, Val will be walking to hope to save the oxen. Okay. All right then. Um, and Garen's driving. Mm-hmm. It's like the one thing outside of combat I'm proficient in. Let me do it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. You guys make way and travel on. It's pretty pleasant. It's actually very pretty out here during the day. You got a little, you know, whited out if you look too deep into the dunes of, of snow in either side of you. But the road is strong and the road is broad, but it's also uh, easy to stay on, which is certainly important. Um, do you guys make camp? Because it's starting to get close to the end of the day. Yeah, towards the evening, Garen would say maybe it's time we stop and uh, get ourselves situated for the evening. Mm, yes. Oh, I had something I wanted to uh, mention to you. Dracon, you seem to be pretty lonesome out here. Yeah. Um, L. Wilhan will produce from his hiding place of the cart a bag of 40,000 gold for each party member and hand it to them. Okay. And say, these are still mine. But you are the safest place that I know you should be. So, uh, I'd ask you to carry this on your person and if you need it in an emergency, it from the bag. But uh, you would say, Gary would sort of laugh and look at him and say, I'm both a pack horse and a bank now. <laughs> Something like that. You want. So, how much do you want me to take out of the bag? All of it? A uh, bag of holding has 4,000 left in it. 4,000 left in it. Okay. Yeah. You want me to carry another 4,000 in another bag? No. You just have the bag of holding. No? Okay. Okay. Four. Now. Four. Now. Okay. Right. Gotta keep my, 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 my stuff together. Right, thank you all. All right. Yeah, no problem, buddy. So you sort that out over the course of the day. And uh, will you um, make your camp on the road or off the road? I would say slightly off the road would be a good move. Okay. Is there any, like, decent-looking shelter nearby, like a little coach of trees or... No, 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 not really. Uh, the we southern part of this of this northern area is, like... Uh, almost constantly in winter, you know, like it's like, there's not much, uh, in the way of not, uh, there's not much else but stone and snow, but, uh, the Northern area and the Western areas are more like green, uh, like taiga, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, we might be getting snuggly in the car tonight, boys.
Um, yeah, unless anyone has a better idea, I say we should pull off the road and make camp. Yeah, uh, I'll also send my use my second spell slot and use alarm again on the entire campsite this time. Oh, you have a, you have that spell slot back. Oh, cool. Then I'll use alarm again on our campsite if we decide to camp outside of the cart. Okay. It's really weird thinking of boomers having magic and not just a shotgun that shoots lightning. I'm technically a shotgun wizard. Technically. Multiclassing, because wizards run out of spells. Alright. Uh, Garen would start to secure the cart and make sure that it's not going to go anywhere. At least as best he can. Okay. The night is unpleasant. Well... It's unpleasant because you can hear that there's a storm outside. It is uh, quite windy, and uh, the walls of your cart are not meant to keep out this kind of wind and cold. So even though bundled together in a group, you guys are actually not so uncomfortable. You, It's like being in a fiberglass tent in a storm. You know, like the canvas is whipping around a little, and it's just... It's not the most pleasant night out, not under the stars you've ever had. You're giving me rag flashbacks, man. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Garen is very warm, if anyone's snuggling next to him. But you're an ice dragon. Yeah, that's why he's so warm. Uh, anyhow, can't be cold if you're made out of cold. So, uh, the next morning... Um, most of the, it's still snowing, but, uh, the storm has subsided. And, uh, you guys are, well, I need a nature check to find the road. All right. For um, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. It wasn't a one this time. So you said nature, yeah? Yep. Okay. That's a, uh, the 13. Okay, you're able, helping. you're able to find the road, which is really important because you might not. I did have. it, guys. <laughs> we did it. first successful <laughs> nature check. <laughs> <We did it. laughs> I still can't identify animals, but at least I can find the road. Hey, boys, that's road. <laughs> I've seen one or two of these before. fucking <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you guys get back to traveling for the day then? Yeah. Yep. It's yes. another day of relative non-plus excitement uh, until about uh, early afternoon. You see a large group of black, furry, humanoid-shaped people in the distance, just off the road. Do they look like yeah? Yes. Are any of them playing brass instruments? No. There's yak, man. <laughs> there are any yakety sacks going on. There is absolutely well, zero. Well, well, well. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Are pants? Yes. Are you drawing us a picture? No. Oh, I was hoping that you draw draw a picture of, of yak people. 
I, I, I'm gonna grab the reference book that I have in front. Big Yak Attack coming at you. I hope these yaks aren't wet. Anyways. Remember, do not call them water buffalo. That's racist. Let me hope that this fucking monster menu will have a picture of it. In it. But uh, essentially, yeah, like, do you guys um, make your way up to these people? Oh, yeah, Garen's just going to drive straight up to them unless anybody stops them. Nope. Yeah, let's go up. All right, I cast travel in a straight line. All right, uh, it takes a little <laughs> bit of, uh, it takes about four rounds to get there. Four rounds? <laughs> That's combat toss, Should, we roll, should we roll initiative? <laughs> it uh, sounds no. a lot like we should roll initiative. No, I'm saying that uh, I can't find a picture. Just look up uh, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 Yakman, and it, it's exactly what you look like. Okay. Um, they're like, uh, their aesthetic is very, like, Chinese in a lot of ways. Yeah, they look like Torin in a sense. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they're yaks. They're long-haired yak yeah. people. They stand on two feet and all that shit. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, these are cool-looking guys. Yeah. Don't read they their shit. Only no. Uh, okay, so, um, you guys get to their group, and one of the larger warrior-type yakmen step forward and raise a hand and say, Ho there, who are you and do you have business with the tribe? Uh, yeah, we do. We are looking for Doban. Jesus. Yeah. Doban. <laughs> do you just blurt that out? Is that just the addition of the conversation? <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying, yeah. I'm just going to interject in there and just go by. So the Yakman looks at you all and says, uh, Oh, you're looking for Doban. Uh, yes, he is traveling amongst the tribe at this time. I can fetch him for you, or would you all like to come in and enjoy a meal? We are about to have food. Sure. Right. I, I like food. Cool. They uh, welcome you into their little temporary encampment with a couple of uh, sort of yurt looking structures and uh, they have a rather large fire going and a couple of small cooking fires. This tribe, if this is all of it, is about 50 or so strong. And uh, then um, out of the snow bursts that. Oh. Oh. Cool. Awesome. Oh boy. Oh my Uh, kids. Interestingly enough, this does not alarm the Yakmen at all. Uh, I'm just going to go to that very fitting music. And, and as <laughs> probably the majority of you draw your weapons, I assume. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sort of curls up like a snake on itself, and sitting upon its crest on the top of its head is a Yakman. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
and uh, Yakman sort of steps off. He is a, a older Yakman. One of his he has two horns, but one of them is uh, broken, uh, some length up. Uh, and Captain Bronze, um, and he favors a staff, and is very. He looks very much like a like a witch doctor sort of person for these people. Like he has the same sort of aesthetic as them, but he is adorned in you know a, like robes and and like arcane items. Like they it, all the shit that's on him looks like oh this guy probably does magic. Um, and uh, he has a notable theme that hanging from a lot of his sleeves and uh, pockets are uh, small jars small clay vessels on tassels. Uh, each each um, vessel of clay is like very ornately de- decorated. Um, and he sort of walks along the top of the snow, not even disturbing the snow, as he approaches you all. Um, he, uh, his, hair, his, his fur is still very black. Um, however, he is going gray around his head. And he sort of bows very uh very sort of uh rustically i guess is what i want to say but like very you know respectfully and says ah i have heard of you you all are the champions of the crystals for this era is that right so insane champions that's new well forgive my finery when it comes to my speech i do like to speak in grand well words oh no champions is great i'm all about it i can deal with being called a champion i am doban this is the tribe of yakman i have been traveling with recently they are known as the jet hoof clan all right but i have been traveling with them exclusively long enough to cross paths with you I understand you are all making your way towards the Crystal of Air. Is that right? That's the plan so far. Well, I am to accompany you as best as I am able. To guide you, even. Well, you're more than welcome to travel with us, that's for sure. And guide us if you can. Um, Will you be bringing your snake friend? No, no, no. My connection with these beasts is powerful, but temporary. It will soon desire to dive back into the snow and make its home again nearby. Well, very well. But the snow is always as it is, my friend, and I will walk upon it and never know its sadness. It seems weird, some of the things that he says. It's like he doesn't have the best grip on common. Um, Well, that's fine. Be precious. And he uh, sort of walks you along and says, "Should we? Would you all care to stay for their meal, or shall we move on directly?" Well, we've been traveling for quite some time. We're all pretty chilled. Uh, it does sound good. I wouldn't say no to a meal. Very well. I will tend to your oxen and make myself at home and meditate inside your cart, should you find that acceptable. Uh, Valen will shrug and turn to the rest of the party. 
that's fine by me. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. He nods and sort of makes his way over. Uh, you all enjoy the delicacies and, uh, uh, of the Yak tribe. Uh, it's good food. Like, you're kind of wondering where they found this food in this place where you're like, I have not seen any food since we've left the city. Where do they find this food? Um, but it's all very good. Uh, and warms you up. It's a little spicy, even. Like, that might be on purpose. But, uh, after your food, after your meal, the yakmen sort of expect you to leave. They're not, like, unwelcoming. They're just like, alright, well, have a good one. And they go back to doing their shit. <laughs> Bye, thank you. Yep. They, uh, they wish, uh, the, the, the one that had greeted you and welcomed you, um, also sees you off. And, uh, as you all, as the cart begins to move, Doban sort of reappears himself after meditating in the cart and walking along the front he sort of uh, looks to you all over his shoulder and says so what do you know of where you're going um, all we know is that we're going to the crystal um, outside of that we've been kind of flying by the seat of our pants Is that an idiot that you said? Uh, yes. Uh, we've been uh, making up, making it up as we go along. Ah, of course. Well, I can tell you much. We will be climbing a mountain quite soon. Well, a couple days soon, but soon. And at the top of the mountain, or well, somewhat to the top of it, near meet its top of the mountain, there is a monastery of people that have been overseeing the air crystal for a decade or two now, and they are the keepers of it. I will open this door to, of their monastery for you, and I will speak to them so that you may see the crystal. Will these people be open to visitors? They may be untrusting at first, but once they know our purpose, I could not imagine that they will not welcome us. All right. Then um, lead the way. Anything that uh, we should know? Any other questions that the party might have for them? I, I ain't got nothing. I'm just really cold, man. I just kind of want to get this whole air thing over with. Uh, Doban looks up to Garen and says... I've spoken to your oxen. They know where to go. They've been there before, they say, although I don't believe them. If you feel them pull you to the, to the south, or more north, even, trust their guidance and let them go. Um, he'd sort of blank and just say, all right, let the, uh, let the ox do the driving. I can deal with that. Well, keep a hand, for they may need your assistance to be aware of things. But they know the path. All right, good to know. Thank you. And, uh... So, the rest of the day is very peaceful. Um, you see a couple of other travelers, but they seem 
not very interested. They kind of just travel past you and don't even look. But uh, as you all set up shop for the night, it looks like there's going to be another storm. Ugh, this place is awful. Just we're not melting in the heat. Doban sort of looks to, Al, looks to Ellen and says, What troubles you, fair skinned one? The, the weather? I understand that it might not be someone so bad for someone who's accustomed to the climate, but I'm a fairer sort, and this is not acceptable. He plucks a hair from the side of his face and sort of blows it into the wind and says, Oh. I do not think it will be too poorly tonight. Well, that's small comfort, I suppose. Alright. You guys make camp for the night? On or off the road? Uh, on, so we don't have to find it again. Valen's going to suggest taking a stake and actually marking the road. Oh, yeah. Before, while they're making camp. That's a good idea. Because they had some trouble finding it. We could just set up camp off the side of the road. That's what we did last night, right? Right. And we didn't have too much trouble with bandits, but then we almost lost the road. So, I say we camp about as far away from the road as we did before, but let's take stakes and mark it out. Anybody else? Sure, doesn't matter to Garen. Alright, uh, Dolan will hammer three snakes along the side of the road. Oh. Alright. <laughs> so, you all find yourselves quite comfortable again for the night. Although, actually, quite comfortable for the night. Not, like, cozy with wind rattling your, your, car- your, your cart. But actually, quite peaceful, despite what you would. <coughs> Excuse me. Has since had suspected in terms of the incoming weather. Does anyone? Is there? Is <coughs> damn. Is everyone just staying bundled up in the cart, or is anyone on guard or anything? Uh, I'll I'll stay on guard. You have the alarm spell, right? Yeah, I, I can cast the alarm again. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll cast the alarm again just to make sure, so we don't all have to. So we don't have to stay. Up. Uh, Thurum, you actually noticed that Doban seems to be uh, have cast a spell on your campsite. That sort of seems to turn away the harsher winds and the snow sort of just falls on the ground near the camp, but not on it. And when you all wake up in about a 20 foot circle around the campsite there is a notable rise of snow. Yes. It's a handy spell you have there. Well, yes, the cold hurts all. Hmm. Knowing how to ask it to kindly go elsewhere is a talent that I have perfected. It's a pretty good... Pretty good uh, talent, exactly. Thank you, sirs. 
Yep. You guys head back on the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what are those called? A palanquin? You guys know what a palanquin is? Yeah, yeah like yeah. The, the, what people are carried in? Yeah. Uh, a, a palanquin is being carried on the road in the opposite direction. Um, and when you are all, do you guys, like, aim to just pass it, or what? Like, how do you do? Do you interact with that at all? It's just on the road. No, it's it, being carried. It's being carried down the road. By who? Sorry. Oh. By four humanoids in, like, very heavy clothing, so it's hard to make them out. Do you try to perceive them? Um, yeah. Certainly, Elbow Hale, the, he assumes to be a noble. Okay. Uh, as you do so, the four humanoids lay set the palanquin down, and almost out of nowhere draw shields and swords, and form a perimeter around the palanquin. They do not aggress; they seem to be purely dedicated towards defending it. Karen mm-hmm. places hand on his halberd. Uh, are they in shouting distance? Somewhat. Alright, uh, Val will try to shout to them that uh, uh, we're not here to attack you. Uh, we're just traveling on our way to the monastery at the top of the mountain. What does it mean? To that, um, a door on the side of the palanquin opens. And uh, a, a being steps out in fine clothes. And uh, sort of hurriedly steps across the snow to your position. I don't know. When he's to the side of the cart, you guys can at this point see him much better. He uh, is dressed again in fine clothes, um, but, you know, also very fit clothes for the area. And with no armaments except for a short sword on his side, he looks up to whoever's sitting up front with Geharin and, and Geharin, um, and says, the lady would like to speak to a representative of your party. You say you're going to the monastery, is that correct? Um, uh, L, yes. Can L step forward and, and exchange glances with people as the representative? Sure. Geharin would motion L forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take care, fellow. Do the same. Yeah, you got this, bud. Yes, right. we are going to the monastery. Very good. Well, you and one of your servants could join me back to the the ladies' uh, well temporary home. <laughs> Badly. Uh, Garen would look to Elle and ask if he wants him to come with him. Actually, yes. All right. Violet, Violet, uh, or you just say, servant. Hmm. Okay. I didn't dress you people. <laughs> no, but you could have. <laughs> <laughs> um, Garen would walk with L. Maybe a pace behind him to give him the illusion of importance. All right. So uh, this person 
escorts the two of you back to the palanquin. He uh, opens the door to the palanquin and sort of like bows and gestures L to enter. L, you're immediately washed over with the smell of like white sage and incenses. Do you go in? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baron's just going to try and make small talk with the guards. Um, Gives him a haughty look and enters the bathroom. Okay. As you go in, he closes the door behind you. Um, Garen, you say you try and talk to one of the guards? Yeah, you give him like, hey, how's it going? Uh, when you do that, um, I assume you're like to the, to the left of the guard that you're doing that to. He yeah. raises his shield to face you and raises the sword up and you get a look at the guard's face mostly it's hidden with clothes but you see that he is actually not man at all he seems to be made of perception check (laughs) made of perception check alright Garen the dragonborn with eyes don't work let's do this Uh, that's going to be a solid Math, math, math. That is going to be a solid 12. Okay. His eyes are lifeless, and his skin is cracked like stone. Um, Garen would kind of blink at the uh, unexpected reaction and just lift one hand and say, Good, good talk, buddy. Good talk. As you sort of take a, 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 a step back, the guard lowers his shield and sword. On the back, he's the side. Alright. It's going to be a... It's the kind of day today's going to be. Alright. So, L, you walk into the palanquin. It is uh, not cramped, but there is lots of uh, throw pillows, and it's it's pleasant inside. Even, even dare say, warm. Oh. And uh, sitting across from you is a pool of like a pool of water and sort of rested like this uh, along the side is a triton woman triton yeah you don't know what a triton is I will pull up a book the mermaid thingy okay so you do know what a triton I don't, is I don't know I don't know I'm just using context clues I mean yeah, that's definitely a good start. That is what a Triton male looks like. Okay, yeah, cool. So, mermaid, but with a little bit less mer. Right. So, mermaid. Yeah, more made than mer. Um, and she sort of, in her little pool of water, uh, looks and goes and says, Who are you and what family name do you know? Hello, uh, I'm L. Uh, my family name is, and he gets it. Okay. Uh, his family name is Lexicondrius, and it is a actual family in the, you know, island city. Yeah. But this is but, not, this is not public information, I understand. Yeah. 
She sort of but seems I, to, she uh, seems to chew on your name and goes, hmm, I do not know this name, but that is fine. I do not know many of your dry names. So, I understand you are climbing a mountain to see a bunch of people in a monastery. I have interest in this. Um, what manner of interest? That is the correct question, dry man. Well, my interest is simple. They have a giant pearl that they use to look into the future. I feel that it has been stolen, an heirloom of a, of a family that I wish to get close to. I would like it. Hmm. Uh, I suppose you wouldn't ask us to barter for you. This is, uh... Probably a request for something less um, becoming. I don't very much care how it is you procure such an item. Simply that at some time in the near future, I have it in my possession. Well, very well. Ask your question. What is it that you want? Well, madam, you may have me mistaken. Uh, me and my retinue are not common thieves, and... Though I feel for the plight of a wandering nobleman, as I am one myself, I see no reason to help you steal from these monks. We have business with them ourselves, and falling into their poor graces does not suit our aims. Well, offers a reason for compensation? Or that's what I'm asking. Anything? What is it that you want? I'm not asking you to steal, but they will not welcome. Well, I should say, pl I should say bluntly. My soldiers are not welcome within their walls. They have a slight against their being. And I will not walk upon their cold stone. Ew. Hmm. Well, what could you possibly offer us? We are travelers, adventurers. Does your family uh, deal with such people? Do something of value to us? Well, I suppose that should you dress yourself the way you seem to, and it not be just your finest of gowns that you put on for me alone, that you probably do not have much of a material need for coin, so I won't bother you with the details of what I could offer you in that regard. And I'm sure that you pay your underlings quite well. They seem to be, well, fed. Elbow shipping. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine that at some day you and your people might find yourself traveling the water mass between this heap of rock and the one with the actual respectable lake on it. Hmm. She's talking about Delver Day. Yes. If she just totally dissed my city, then that's fine. Shit. No, no, no. She she dissed the land and said that the the lake of Verde is an actual respectable lake. I got you, got Um. Well, be that as it may, we don't much. I can't see like that. I can't much see us stealing from Polion. So, uh, would it be sufficient to arrange a meeting? Could we? somehow facilitate your negotiations for this? Or are you more in the mood of vengeance? Oh, vengeance doesn't care for me. I simply wish to rise status in court. And I feel like this pearl would be a very easy way to do so. Hmm. Well, maybe we can work with that. 
All right, I shall have to consort with my retinue, but um, us working together is not impossible. I see. Very well. I will have my 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 current abode follow whatever it is that you call what you ride in, and uh, we will sort this as we travel. We are not far from where we're going. Please. And if you'd like to share a meal with us, you are always welcome. But like, don't know that we have what we might eat. I do not understand your meaning, but as long as any of your other sorts are remotely as appropriate as you are, I would not mind sharing the same space. But if you feel that I would think them unsavory, spare me the... Well, I will be cruel to them. But yes, very well. Thank you. Your time here has been pleasant. I wish to speak another. Bye. The door opens. Yeah, uh, the manservant character sort of goes inside, and the palanquin rises as you join uh, your friend. Well, that's interesting. Rejoin the party and relay details of their conversation. Okay. Well, how was it? We had sex. So much. Man, that's pretty cool. And he'll go for a high five. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, well, then that's not cool, man. Why would you talk to me like that? Perug leads in real close to L and just sniffs. Real walk of deep. <laughs> Alright, make a nature check. Okay. <laughs> Twelve. He smells of white sage and incense, not of sex. You lie. <laughs> of course, I just... <laughs> the guards were certainly... I was like, five minutes. How low do you think it's Uh, well... That's uh, at least two times. Yeah, man, that's at least like six times for me, bud. And no one wound up dead, so that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, considering our track record, I actually wouldn't consider that a success. But anyway, uh, no, it was a fish lady thing. I don't know what species she whoa, was. Whoa, 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 did you say fish lady? Well, scaly, blue, fins. Was she cute? Oh, was she cute? Yeah. She was regal and attractive enough, I suppose. Or you I'm going like, to introduce me. Garen would look at him and say, you tried to bang a snake. Tell me that you stopped at fish. I didn't try. I want to be her, not to be with her. I don't Thank know, you I want to be with her. Snake <laughs> things are pretty great. Anyway, listen. <laughs> when I first no more lamey and jokes. girls. So far, there's only dead ones. You promised girls? Yeah, it said action, adventure, notoriety, girls, question mark? There you go. I mean, you, you, you got the girls, you just didn't get to have them twice. <coughs> Man. I guess you're right. Darren shrugs. <laughs> anyway. So, with that, we're going to end for the, for the day. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the banner of girls, man. I was promised. Yeah, you sure <laughs> were. Trying to land the answer of girls. Girls? Question mark. And you have received it. All right. So, thank you for joining us. I am, have been, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have our party with our warlock. Hi, I'm Jesse playing Valdez. Um, I don't remember the rest of the order in reverse, so fighter. Uh, Jaren, have a good night. Uh, Rogue. Hey, this is Rogue. Have a good one. Um, Artificer. Hey, this is Boomer. Have a good night, guys. And our barn. Uh, this is Austin playing. Have a good night. All right, take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.